This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! everybody you're listening to the liam photography podcast i'm your host liam douglas and this is episode 391 for thursday february 22nd 2024 and in today's episode i want to talk about fujifilm's february 20th x summit that was held in tokyo japan this week and their official release of the x100 vi successor to the super popular x100v So Fujifilm kicked off their latest X-Summit this past Tuesday, February 20th, at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and it was a huge event. As had been predicted by Patrick at Fuji Rumors, the event was all about the new X100V, uh, uh, VI, and what it brings in an upgrade from the previous X100V, which I finally recently acquired. Now, as you've heard me talk about previously on this show, both in solo episodes as well as when I had Bure Perry on a little while back, I've talked about how I felt there wasn't much that they could do to the X100V to improve on it for a new generation. Now, I was somewhat wrong, and the new upgrades, I am sure, will be popular for many folks. I can see the used market getting flooded with used X100Vs, once the VI becomes readily available. But for myself, I will not be switching. And I'll talk more about that later in this episode. So what did they do to upgrade from the X100V? Well, in today's episode, I'm gonna give you a rundown of what the X100VI has to offer. The first major upgrade to the X100VI is the brand new Fujifilm 40 megapixel fifth generation X-Trans sensor. Now this is the same sensor that is in the Fujifilm X-H2 as well as the X-T5 camera bodies. This new sensor will allow more latitude when shooting as you will be able to crop into your images and still have lots of resolution power for your shots which will mean a lot to many Fujifilm shooters. It is a backside illuminated sensor, which means a very high quality sensor capable of really good low light performance. As predicted, Fujifilm did not release a new version of their fixed 23mm f2 lens, as the one they had on the X100V was already pretty close to optically perfect. And since you know Fujifilm already had their new sensor in mind for a while now, they had already made that new generation of this lens capable of resolving the 40 megapixel sensor without any issues. Now, as I'm sure you're aware by now, Fujifilm always plans ahead on their next generation of cameras. So although the 40 megapixel sensor is fairly new to us, the consumer, it had most likely been in the pipeline for a few years at Fujifilm research and development. 
Now, if you remember, as I've said before, this fixed lens is a 35 millimeter in full frame field of view. And I've mentioned that numerous times on this show before, which is, of course, the perfect focal length for street photography. This focal length is fairly close to the human eye's field of view, but more importantly, it is wide enough to be able to make a great scene for street photography without being too wide and looking distorted. At 40 millimeters, which is the field of view of the Ricoh GR3X, the field of view would be too narrow to be good for street. Now, don't get me wrong, there will be incidences where 28 millimeters would work well if you need a little more width to get the entire scene, and 40 millimeters is nice when you need to be a little bit more narrow. But 35 millimeters is the perfect happy medium, and the field of view that myself and a vast majority of street photographers prefer to use. In addition to the new 40 megapixel BSI sensor, this new generation of the X100 line also sports the new fifth generation X-Trans processor that is found in the X-H2 and the X-T5, as well as the X-S20 and the X-H2S. So again, this camera will be on par with these other cameras in not only image resolution, but also in speed and AF performance. This new processor allows the X100VI to have the same super fast and accurate autofocus system as those other bodies with better performance at detecting birds and other wildlife, as well as much improved face and eye detect accuracy. The new camera also has specific AF settings for wildlife, cars, planes, trains, just about anything else you can think of. Now. The processor also allows Fujifilm to give the X100VI their new state-of-the-art AF algorithm and deep learning AI software and capabilities so that you will never miss a shot, whether it's in a bright day and bright daylight or the low light scene of a nightclub when photographing a local band. I know there are many people out there that give the X100V crap for not having spectacular video specs. I always found it silly as this camera is made for street, travel, and documentary photography work, genres that rarely lend themselves to video work. In response to these complaints, and probably due in no small part to its insane popularity on platforms like TikTok and Instagram, Fujifilm has decided to give you a 6.2K video at up to 30 frames per second so that you can shoot better video with this new monster sensor and processor and not have any video. Uh, it does have video crop, however. Um, the 6.2K mode has a 1.23 or 2.5 crop, as well as the 4K HQ mode does as well. Now, this is going to be a hugely popular feature as it checks off another of the boxes that many people wanted from an X100V successor. The next item that Fujifilm went with in the new 100VI is IBIS, as this was another one of the complaints that people had about the X100V. Since people wanted to not only use the X100 line for vlogging, but they also wanted IBIS so they could shoot that video handheld without the handshake issues messing up their video. 
Now, with up to six stops of shake reduction, you will be able to get steady, smooth video for your TikTok, Instagram stories, or Reels, Snapchat videos, or even YouTube shorts. Ibis is going to make it much easier for one-person bloggers to get what they want in their content in a small form factor, all-in-one premium point-and-shoot camera system. The final item that the X100VI includes is the newer Frame.io camera to cloud capability. Now, this is newer technology that is in all of Fujifilm's latest cameras, such as the X-H2 line, the X-T5, as well as the X-S20, and allows creators to immediately upload their content to Adobe's Frame.io platform for a more robust workflow when shooting content, whether you have a team like many of the larger content creators or you're a one-person show, you can leverage this new technology to make your workflow in your life easier. Now you can shoot and immediately upload your content to the cloud so your editing team can start working on it right away instead of having to wait until you return from the field or from on-location shooting. The Adobe Frame.io will make your workflow better faster and more efficient. And I know that will make a lot of people extremely happy as well. But what didn't change in the X100VI? Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the X100VI sports the exact same 23 megapixel F2 prime lens, generation two, as the previous X100V does that I currently own. Now, this lens was already optically near perfection, so why mess with a good thing? The close focusing distance was already pretty good, and the lens is super sharp throughout the aperture range from f2 to f16. And you know the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and that applies here. Since it is the same lens as the X100V, it has that sexy leaf shutter built in, which means the lens will be fast and the shooting fairly quiet. It also means that you can still use a speed light or mono light with much higher shutter speeds and allow yourself to add fill light to a subject while knocking down any ambient background light at the same time. Since Fujifilm was most likely planning their 40 megapixel for a few years now, and doing the R&D on it, you know they are had already factored that into the 23mm lens on the X100V. And that is why they didn't need to update the lens once more for the VI. This will, of course, make everyone happy as the leaf shutter is one of the major items in the X100 line that makes this camera so powerful and awesome. Even though many people on social media most likely have no idea what a leaf shutter is, let alone the benefits of having one means for their photography. Another item that didn't change, which bummed me out a small amount, is the built-in ND filter from the X100V. Having the four-stop ND in camera make things so much easier for those that want to, again, knock down serious sunlight when shooting outdoors in the summertime. The ND filter can also help make your skies look better, whether it's in your stills photos or video. So I'm happy to see that it remains in this new model. 
Now, I personally would have preferred it if they had bumped it up to eight stops, so it could be used for daytime long exposure photography, which is another one of my favorite genres. But with my external ND filters and a nice quality set of step-up rings, I can still use the X100V for that kind of photography. It just would have been easier with an eight-stop built-in ND filter, which would mean less to carry and less to fidget with when I'm out in the field. One point four times and two times digital teleconverters. Now these features are similar to what the X100V have, and they're going to be much more useful in the new VI since it has that larger 40 megapixel sensor. Now you can use the 1.4X to get to 50 millimeter focal length, or the two times to get to 70 millimeter focal length and not lose as much of your sensor resolution like you would when you had the 26 megapixel sensor from the X100V. Now this added flexibility will allow you to get more versatility from your X100VI and allow you to get compositions that weren't as feasible before. You need that 50 millimeters for a portrait or that 70 millimeters for just that little bit of extra reach when out shooting. Well, now you're going to have it. So that I am sure will make a lot of shooters happy. WCL X102 and TCL X102. For those of us who on occasion want the wider 28 millimeters or the narrower 50 millimeter full frame field of view, we can still use the fantastic Fujifilm WCL and TCL X100 Mark II conversion lenses on this new X100VI camera. Now, in addition to the magnets that allow the camera to, quote, see these lens conversions and automatically set the camera accordingly, you know that since Fujifilm had known for some time that they were going to release that new 40 megapixel sensor, that uh, they made these conversion lenses work and designed them to handle the higher resolution sensor just like the current 23 F2 lens does now. That will also make people happy as they won't need to buy another generation of these lens converters to be able to use them with their new X100VI. So again, getting to repurpose existing accessories is always a good thing. And I just wanted to put in there that for the most part, from what Fuji said, all the accessories for the X100V will work on the VI. Like I said, the overall design and uh, structure of the camera is exactly the same. The VI is only two millimeters thicker at the hand grip, so all of the previous accessories will work with this new model. Now, another of the items that did not change for the X100VI that will probably have a lot of people complaining is the battery. The new camera will sport the same NP126S battery as all of the previous generations of the X100 line and the X Pro line as well. Now, I've talked about this recently here on the show and in my YouTube videos. The battery I knew ahead of time was not going to change for the simple fact that if they had added the larger 
NPW235 battery from the XT and XH line, Fujifilm would have had to significantly change the design and the size of the camera body to accommodate that much larger battery. Remember when Fujifilm released the new XS20 vlogging body? They added the new NPW235 battery to this new generation, and they had to make the hand grip significantly larger to handle the larger size battery. And there was no way that Fujifilm was going to do that to the X100 line, as it would have totally killed the camera's design and ruined its primary purpose as a street and travel camera. I know I personally would not want the larger, bulkier X100 camera, as the camera is perfect in size and shape the way it has been since the original X100 was released way back in 2011. Now, the X100VI has to stay a sleek and sexy rangefinder-style design like the Leica Q2 or Q3. And adding bulk just for a larger battery would have not have made any sense at all. They want to keep the design exactly the same. That's the whole idea. That's what people love about the X100 line of cameras. Now, there are many times when I go out to shoot that I might travel from town to town to do street photography. I might start out here in Roxborough and then move on to Durham and then Raleigh and then maybe go up to Danville, Virginia as well in a single day of shooting. And guess what? doesn't matter if the NP126S doesn't have massive capacity because I can easily charge my camera via USB-C in my car as I drive, just like I would with my iPad Pro 4th Gen. So I don't need to worry about battery life or carrying spares. The only time I carry spares is if I'm going to be out shooting all day and not have ready access to a USB power source. But even on those occasions, I can also carry one of my three power banks or even use my tri-panel solar charger out in the field to keep my camera charged as I hike or whatever else I'm doing that would prevent me from having access to my car's power source. So now let's talk about all of the X100VI's specs so you know the entire skinny on this new Fujifilm camera and what it can offer for your personal shooting experience. So going over the full specs again, the resolution of the camera is 40.2 megapixels. The sensor size is 23.5 millimeters by 15.7 millimeters, which of course is APS-C. The sensor type is X-Trans CMOS 5HR with primary color filter. The image processing engine is the X-Processor 5. IBIS image sensor shift mechanism with 5-axis compensation up to 6 stops of shake reduction. The image size is 7728 by 5152 pixels. The new camera has an ISO range of 125 to 12,800, and that is expandable to ISO 64 to 51,200. The metering system is TTL 256 zone with multi, spot, average, and center weighted options. The shutter range goes from 15 minutes to 1 4 thousandths of a second mechanical or 15 minutes to 1 1 80th thousandths of a second electronic. 
Continuous shooting is approximately 11 frames per second when using the mechanical shutter at full resolution and approximately 20 frames per second when using the electronic shutter 1.29x crop does play into that. Now for exposure mode, you have PSAM, so you have program mode, uh, shutter priority, aperture priority, and manual mode. For exposure compensation, we have minus 5 EV to plus 5 EV, one-third EV steps, and one-third EV step increment. Uh, movie mode has a minus 2 EV to plus 2 EV, also in one-third EV steps. For the monitor, it's a 3-inch tilting touchscreen color LCD monitor with approximately 1.62 million dots. The focusing is the Intelligent Hybrid AF, TTL Contrast AF, TTL Phase Detection AF with single, continuous, or manual options. For video, you can do 6.2K 3 to 2, which is 6240 by 3150 at 29.97p 29, at up to 200 megabits per second. For connectivity, you have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, USB-C, HDMI type D, a 2.5 millimeter microphone or shutter release input, and the camera's hot shoe. For storage media, you have SD anywhere from two gigabytes uh, for max for standard SD. For SDHC, you can go up to 32 gigs, or for SDXC cards, you can go up to two terabytes with support for UHS-1, and the cards are sold separately, of course. For the dimensions, you got 128 millimeters by 74.8 millimeters by 55.3 millimeters, and that is width times height times depth. And the weight is approximately 521 grams with the camera, uh, memory card, and the battery installed. So now that I've given you all the details on the new X100VI from Fujifilm, Will you be running out to your local camera store to buy one, or have you placed your pre-order already? If not, please consider using one of my affiliate links to pre-order yours. Now, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help out the show and would be greatly appreciated. As for the question, I am sure you're asking at this point, will I be buying the new X100VI? And my answer is no. I'm sure you're probably asking, why not? And I will share that now. Even though the new X100VI is a fantastic upgrade from the previous X100V that I currently own, it doesn't give me anything that I need in this camera. I am hoping to borrow one from Fujifilm US, and I've already emailed my contact Daniel to ask him if he has any for me to try it out. And he said he should have one available shortly. Although all of the upgrades are things that many people were clamoring for in a new X100 line camera, I was not one of them. I personally think that the 26 megapixel sensor is all I need for a dedicated street travel and documentary camera. I don't need the IBIS as I never shoot video with my X100V as it's not made for that purpose and I don't need IBIS for stills photography. Now, would I love to have the new X Processor 5 for even better and faster AF performance? Sure, but it's not a deal breaker for me. 
I would have personally rather have had the new 26 megapixel stacked sensor in the X processor 5 from the XH2S as it would have seriously increased the X100 VI's low light capabilities. Now, do I need the new frame.io camera to cloud capabilities? Nope, Paulette doesn't do anything for me either. I do want the new 40 megapixel sensor in the X processor 5, but I'm going to get them in the X-T5, which I'm planning to buy at some point later this year. I would rather have that larger sensor on an interchangeable lens camera than on a niche camera like the X100 line. If I really want to shoot high resolution street, I can use my larger 50 megapixel GFX50R with either the GF45mm 2.8 lens, which is 35mm full frame field of view, or um, I could, oh, but since that lens is $1,700, I don't own one yet. I'm getting ready to borrow one from Fujifilm US, so I'll be able to try it out and do a review on it. But when I do want to shoot 50 megapixel street, I can use my GF35 to 70 and set that zoom lens to 45 millimeters and still get the 35 millimeter field of view. So, problem solved. But what do you, my listeners, think? Are you planning to buy the X100V? Have you already placed your pre-order for one? If so, let me know in the comments for this episode in the Facebook group or shoot me an email. Are you like me and perfectly happy with your X100V and not planning to upgrade? You can let me know that in the comments as well. But the bottom line is, although some people are already complaining in some of the Fujifilm X groups I am in on Facebook, this upgrade will make a lot of people happy as it ticks all of their boxes except for a larger battery and they will be thrilled to pay $200 more for the X100VI. But for me myself, I'm sticking with my excellent X100V. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 391 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. If you're not currently a subscriber, why not? It's absolutely free, doesn't cost you a dime, and it only takes a second of your time to smash that subscribe button. So do it now, please. We'd greatly appreciate that. Also, be nice enough to share out the show with your friends and family on social media and elsewhere and help get the word out about this show. Please also remember to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, turn on all notifications so you'll never miss a new video as they come out each week. 
And also, if you are going to pre-order your X100VI, please be kind enough to use one of the affiliate links in the show notes. Again, it does not cost you a single penny more money than anybody else pays. It just gives a little bit back to the show. And that would be super greatly appreciated. Or if you'd rather, you can also buy me a coffee. You'll be able to find that link in the show notes as well. All right, that wraps up this week, folks. We'll see you again next Thursday.